0: Hey guys, Jason Agnew here, and coming up next, a Sunday night's main event special. Each and every week, we do podcasts every day, and you can get them by signing up to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Radio. It's only $1 a week, and you get a podcast today. A coming up next, your NXT review. Boris and Matt provide you all the details on NXT, and they do it on a weekly basis. Remember, get it every week at Patreon dot com slash s n m e radio and here's a sample reviewing this week's nxt he's a man
1: nxt talk the go home edition before nxt deadline we're wearing our flannel shirts we have our toques on we have an axe in one hand scratching our balls in the other (laughs) drinking drinking a beer with our third hand because real men have three hands we're the nxt boys i'm boris and as always i am joined by my great friend my compadre the man, fellow Dolphins lover, Matt.
2: Bonjour. How's everyone doing out there? We hope you're doing well. Boris, I understood 70% of what you just said, but I'm wildly for it, buddy. Man, Jim Johnston really lays down a lick there at the end. I don't think I've ever listened to that much of that song. He's oh, shredding at the end of that thing.
1: It's a great one. It's a great one. That's for <laughs> damn sure. Um, this is a podcast, hey, we play right? that?
2: We're- Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, we play that uh, because William Regal might be coming back to NXT. This here is the NXT review on Sunday night's main event radio. And, Boris, we might be getting Papa Regal back. It feels like, uh, you know, he's coming home. He's coming home. His kingdom awaits. We have forgiven his mistakes.
1: He is coming home, much like the English think the World Cup is coming home. And having said that, I'm having a beer.
2: Nice, cracking one for jolly old England. Man, could you imagine if William Regal and the World Cup come home in the same Christmas season? By God, what a time to be alive.
1: Yep, what a time to be alive indeed. What a crazy week. This is this is actually a pretty big week for NXT. We have a premium live event this Saturday. Not going head-to-head with Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor's in the afternoon. NXT is going later on. Good thing for ROH because I, after tonight's show, would be putting 100% of my attention on NXT.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> that's fair. I think even during Ring of Honor, I will be putting 100% of my attention on NXT. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm excited for the NXT show. It could be a disaster. These Iron Survivor Challenge matches might go flying wildly off the rails, but it should be fun in the way that a AAA show is always fun, even when it's a disaster.
1: It, that's exactly it. And you know what? Kudos to WWE for trying something new out. It's been years since we've seen a new match type introduced in WWE. Like, I don't know, off the top of my head, Elimination Chamber is the last one that they introduced. Huh.
2: Uh, well, Scramble. Scramble came after Elimination Chamber, and this is a little bit of a take on the Scramble match. I'm sure there are others if you wanted to get into it, like Firefly Funhouse, Boneyard, etc. But yeah, no, I know what you mean. In terms of like a, a recurring thing that's going to hopefully be on the map be a dedicated pay-per-view kind of makes sense like to try something like this and i know you mean it's fun to see a new match concept from wwe i actually like the scramble we've talked about it on these podcasts before boris the all-time goat video game match
1: was the championship scramble they need to bring it back yep that's exactly it um so you can listen to all the podcasts at patreon.com slash radio. Just for, for just $5 a month, you get each and every single show that we produce because SNME is more than just a Sunday show. It's a whole network of wrestling shows and then some. Uh, you get everything from the interviews to the main show and everything in between for just $5 a month. That's Sunday night's main event. Uh, if You can find it on Patreon.com slash SNME radio. All right, dude. Well... If this is the first time we're listening to this show, I'm not sure whether I should be thank- saying, well, first off, thank you. I need to thank you, but I should, I also feel like I should be apologizing sometimes. Sometimes we go off the rails, but we like to have fun. We are, at the end of the day, we're reviewing NXT for Christ's sake.
2: <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, we love wrestling, man. I love wrestling. I know that you love wrestling and like that. We try to bring that kind of fun perspective to it because a lot of wrestling podcasts hate professional wrestling and there is obviously an audience for making fun of stuff and believe you me when something sucks we'll tell you there are things on this television show that sucked and we will tell you but yeah man by and large we like wrestling we like to celebrate it we look at matches uh, slightly different than some and uh we just like to have fun with these podcasts and with this crazy uh pretend fighting business that is professional
1: wrestling That's exactly it. So after we review the show, we're going to be talking some NXT deadline. Uh, We're going to be going through the card, giving you our picks. And just a reminder that this Saturday over on SNME Radio dot com, you will be able to get not one, but two podcasts this weekend featuring us chatting all things Ring of Honor Final Final Battle and NXT deadline premium live event. Um, Yeah, so that's basically the weekend. But before the weekend. There was the go-home show. Matt, at the end of the day, was this a good episode for you? Yeah, I think so. Uh, If you're
2: used to the tight one-hour black and gold episodes and you haven't watched NXT in like, you know, five years, uh, it wasn't the NXT of old, of course. But there was a good match. It flowed well. Some characters got a chance to shine uh i hated the closing promo we're gonna talk about that but by and large i did enjoy pretty much everything on
1: the show Other than that, yeah the closing promo seemed a little off it seemed a little different we'll talk about that later um because it was the closing promo but yeah i agree with you it was overall a very fun episode and again this is what we've been saying about nxt 2.0 really throughout nxt but like again we focus on the positives for nxt 2.0 because there wasn't much tried to tried Tried to. to so one thing that i did appreciate about i feel like this is like a couples counseling where you tr- where you absolutely hate your partner <laughs> and you're trying to find that last shred of good in them so what i liked about nxt 2.0 was the <laughs> fact that everyone whether you're a curtain jerker or the main event or in the mid card you had something to do on the show and you had a storyline
2: It's an excellent point and that's The only benefit of Vince Russo wrestling was that kind of feel. The Attitude Era had that feel. And NXT 2.0 did have that feel. And uh, the new white and gold brand is doing its best to keep that up. Now, sometimes the stories are weird, such as this Indy Hartwell redemption arc. But we are uh, are seeing confirmation that it is a redemption arc. She is indeed in the Iron Survivor Challenge. So, I don't know. I, I trust that. They're actually booking stories with a beginning, a middle, and an end in mind. And that's more than you can say for Vince McMahon at the end. Yep. And then they would wrap
1: it up in a neat little package. Haha. <laughs> yes, indeed. We do a lot of references to early pop culture, early 90s, late 90s, early 2000s pop culture here, including a rating system for tonight's system, uh, for tonight's uh, show, uh, because we are the young guns, and as the young guns, we're done with star ratings, we like to have fun, as you can probably tell already, so each and every week, we change up the rating system, it's not stars, it's a rating system de jour, we like to have it reflect that episode, or really something that's going on in the world, something that's on our minds, Matt, I believe, celebrating the return of A-O, A-O, Tony D'Angelo, I believe that we should rate each match out of Sopranos episodes.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. The Don is back. Tony D'Angelo, underrated character. He's straight out of 1990s WWF superstars, but you know what? That's fine. So to celebrate the Don, who is openly just shamelessly ripping off Tony Soprano and James Gandolfini we're going Sopranos episodes out of five for this particular edition of NXT talk brother brother
1: sounds great the show started off right away with the first triple threat for the final spot in the Iron Survivor match at NXT deadline which featured Von Wagner Axiom and Andre Chase you picked Andre Chase to win I picked Axiom to win. I'm going to bury Horowitz myself because in the end, Axiom won in a match that was a lot better than I thought it would be simply for the fact that Von Wagner was in it. Uh, that's always no, Let me fair. explain that properly. I thought the match would suck <laughs> <I don't> think- <laughs> because Von Wagner was in it. <laughs> I don't think you needed to reiterate that. Brother. <laughs> let me say it one more time. <laughs> Boris Roberto Aguilar. Did not think this was going to be a good match because Von Wagner was a featured competitor doing many maneuvers or trying to in this match.
2: <laughs> While we're uh, crossing T's and dotting I's, it was kind of a dark horse pick for Andre Chase. I just figured these matches were going to be so wacky anyway. You might as well throw Chase University in there. In the end, the right person won, and this was the best match on the show by far. By far, this was the only thing that flirted with that great, that four-star status,
1: that four pine barons status, Boris. Exactly. Thank you. I I was hoping that you were gonna put pine barons with the best match of the show. I like of that course. we're on the same wavelength. Um, but yeah, this match was fun, man. Honestly, all joking aside, Von Wagner did a really good job. I'm not saying he's getting better, but he's not getting worse. <laughs> You are just not
2: willing to compliment this man. Now, Von Wagner is getting better. He would have to be getting better. Otherwise, he would be fired by now. It's been a year. He is getting better. I think he is a perfectly cromulent big man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Von Wagner. I just I just can't with him. I am so over this guy. I just You hate cannot... him way
2: more than I do.
1: Oh, oh so much more. <laughs> so much more. All right, but you know who impressed me the most in this match? Not Von Wagner. It was Andre Chase. Not even Axiom. I
2: agree. This was Andre Chase's best night in the ring to date on NXT. Yeah.
1: D- dare we say his current um, opus magnum, magnum opus. Uh,
2: yes. Yeah, 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 almost. Almost nailed it, buddy. But yes, no, this tried. was... This, This was the teacher actually showing why he got the gimmick of being a wrestling savant. He was doing some professional wrestling here. Hit a nice tiger driver on Axiom, rolled him up with a crazy Rob Van Damish kind of thing. And yeah, this was uh, a great showing by Andre Chase. Great showing by Axiom, but he's always, always fantastic in the ring.
1: I don't know how Axiom sees with that mask um but but that's a discussion for another day and before we get to the actual match can we talk about robert stone's getup? was he wearing a gunless gun holster
2: (laughs) i think he was i don't know what that was about really I, i i i don't know i don't know with robert stone i like i like old mr stone but he is uh i believe the kids would call him extra a couple of years ago maybe in 2013 they would have said that
1: he is uh he is over the top all the time yeah it, and, and it's good sometimes but he's always at an 11 right and you've said this many times you can't always be at an 11 because then you have nowhere to go Yep. all right so in the match itself Andre chase excellent excellent match um you know they tried to keep Von Wagner out of the match as much as humanly possible. Uh and I kind of like that from a storytelling point of view, but more from my enjoyment point of view. Chase got <laughs> a two-count off a small package. Um he said and yells it, it was a teachable moment. Axiom put Chase in a heel hook. Wagner broke it up by giving both guys big boots. Um Wagner wrist holds and hits him with uh arm drag, giving Chase a hair Axiom hit Chase with a standing moonsault for a two-count. Wagner gave Axiom a military press onto Chase as we head into commercial. Back from commercial and heading to the end of the match, uh, we saw Chase powerbomb Wagner off the top rope, gives Axiom a superplex. Wagner and Chase trade booyer punches. Wagner took down... um, uh, what's his face uh, Chase takes down Wagner with a drop kick to the shin followed by a Russian leg sweep. Chase hits Wagner with the chase U boots getting the entire crowd behind him. It's insane how popular this guy is. then Axiom hits Wagner with a suicide dive. Chase catches Axiom with a front kick Tiger driver for a two count. Uh Chase gave Wagner and Axiom a front back DDT at the same time. Chase hits Wagner with high fly flow. Axiom flew in with the golden ratio super kick while Chase was recovering to pick up the win over Wagner. And Chase and books his ticket into the Iron Survivor match. Yes. So Axiom
2: hits his flying super kick on Vaughn Wagner and pins Vaughn to win this match to earn his way into the Iron Survivor Challenge. So I don't know if you could quite call it a great wrestling match. It it was very, very good. So I'm going to say three and three quarters Pine barons out of five. That's 75%.
1: That's good for a B plus here in Canada, Boris. I think that's fair. That's fair, that's fair, and apologies for going blow by blow, I'm, so I did the report at slam for Slam Wrestling, you can read it at slamwrestling.net, and I was just reading my notes, and I'm like, oh yeah, there's an ad right in the middle of my notes, that's not the end of the match.
2: <laughs> no, no worries, man. Yeah, that's uh. sometimes the matches are worth going blow by blow, especially down the stretch near the finish. And that's if ever. Yeah, exactly. Like this was the match on the show to get really deep into, too, because like we said, it was the best match on the show. You know what happened with this NXT? It ran out of steam. It started really good because the next couple things I'm reading my notes here are very good. And then I'm kind of like, oh, 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 there we go. So <laughs> this next this next vignette, actually, no, there
1: are a couple little small things. But, Boris, let's get into it. Let's get into it indeed. All right, so we get a Cora Jade promo vignette. Uh, Jade stated her claim to win the Iron Survivor match. What I enjoyed about this. So this is what I would have done to change this show. I would have made a match with all the guys. Um, in the Iron Survivor Challenge. I don't know, because if there's five of them. Could figure that out. But what I would have done is have a match with those five guys in some shape, way, or form. Maybe have uh one of them being the referee or something like that. And I would have done 10 of these mini promos because these promos that the women got were awesome. Maybe someone thought the women shouldn't be cutting promos, but really what we got at the end of the show wasn't that good. So I really felt more pumped more amped looking forward to the women's uh iron survivor match much more than the men's after watching this episode of nxt it's
2: funny that you say that i 100 agree but i hadn't put together exactly why that's totally it the pre-taped vignettes kicked the shit out of the post uh, out of the live promo that they cut at the end of the show which kind of hurt my interest for the Iron Survivor men's match kind of made me worry that all five guys would not be on the same page because they clearly weren't in that promo. So, yeah, it was way better to do it like this. Like, Cora Jade explains who she is, why she wants to win this match, and generally what she's been doing lately. Good stuff.
1: Yep. All right. A doctor was checking on Julius Creed. Julius claims his ribs were okay. The doctor was about to clear him, but Ivy Nile steps in, told the doctor to check the ribs again. Doctor checks again, finds swelling, causing him not to be medically cleared. Brutus was pissed off at Ivy. Brutus and Julius were mad uh, together then. Uh, Ivy talked about looking out for Julius's health.
2: I like this. It's uh, you know, Ivy is mother hen. She cares, and it's a it's a fun little way to write them out of any physicality with this. Sure, uh, they don't have to do a match on the show. That's going to be for post deadline. And it, this is a good
1: storyline explanation as to why. Yep. Then it was the gone fishing segment. Loved it. I loved this. This was very very good. This was
2: unique. I don't think. I can remember, well, I certainly can't remember a a baby face versus baby face fish and trip go home promo, but I
1: can't remember many builds like this. You don't remember Warrior and Hogan going fishing before WrestleMania six here in Toronto (laughs) on Lake Ontario in the Skylark
2: galaxy on Lake Ontario. Yeah. No, I do not remember that, but this was, this was a lot of fun. I like the tension between the two baby face characters. Neither one is being a dick, but both are strong-willed tough guys you kind of feel like a fight can break out at any time but at the same time you like both dudes this was like this was a lot of fun this was one of the best things i've seen in nxt in a while
1: so we'll talk about this a little bit after, uh, but let's get to the actual promo. So, Braun Breaker, he was ready to set sail on his boat. Apollo Cruz just shows up out of nowhere, very similar to how Braun Breaker just showed up during Apollo Cruz's breakfast a few weeks ago. They hang out on the boat. Cruz was nerding out over the boat engine. Braun and Apollo brought out their fishing hooks. Braun coached Apollo on how to fish. Braun then talks about how he really been liking Apollo's standing moonsault. Cruz said he also likes bronze version of it, uh, so you know I'll show you my moon salt if you show me yours. Uh, Breaker said he was inspired by Cruz. Cruz wondered if fishing was a way to relieve stress or an excuse to be alone. Breaker with two Ks talked about how it's meant to take off the weight of being a champion. He said in one loss he could lose everything. Cruz said Breaker can get rid of that weight by just being handed the title. Cruz and Breaker got excited over Cruz catching a fish. Cruz then let the fish back into the lake. Breaker and Cruz continue to banter back and forth. Uh the segment ended with both men going back to fishing after each refused to give their strategy for Saturday's match. Yeah, that's
2: yeah it sounds weird when you summarize it. It like really that. was. But I loved it, man. It just because it was unique and professional. We see so much sameness in professional wrestling and so much bad in professional wrestling. This felt like a real conversation-ish between two people. It was still WWE television. I mean it wasn't, you know, it's it's not a Sopranos episode, for example. But I liked it. If it, it just like I said this last week, kind of reminded me of being home. You know what I mean? I am able to suspend my disbelief. And believe that in this sketch, Apollo Crews really caught a fish in his first time fishing. Because he's a spectacular athlete and he's great at whatever he does. And Braun Breaker's finally in for a challenge that he's never seen before.
1: I just thought this achieved exactly what it set out to do. What I loved about this was the anything you can do, I can do better mentality. By having Apollo Crews catching that fish. um, What I really enjoyed about this and this entire build up. This buildup has been spectacular, in my opinion, especially for a face-v-face. I think WWE finally figured it out how WWE does these face-v-face matches, right? They've struggled at this forever. Since the dawn of time, they haven't been able to figure out how to properly book face-v-face matches. They kept them out of the ring, out of the arena. They put them in real-life situations where we get to see their actual... uh, quote-unquote real-life characters um you know but they're outside ring personas and they just flourished uh you know Apollo Cruz was in the in the diner Braun was fishing we both know that they like those respective places that's where they do their best thinking me toilet but that's that that's <laughs> neither near nor there um but <laughs> you know so I really enjoyed that dynamic of this I really loved the fact that we didn't get the can-they-go-exist angle. My God, I'm sick of that. I always hate that. I'm glad we didn't see that here. And like I said, the fact that we kept them out of the arena, they had to kind of do some new stuff. And this mutual respect angle, well, done a million and one times, this was done so well. And again, like, I'm pretty pumped for this match. I think because we haven't seen them in the ring together, it's going to be awesome to see them in the ring on Saturday.
2: Yeah, I have high hopes. I have high hopes. I have enjoyed the build. I think Apollo's that Soul Raven character. That's Apollo. Yep, that's me. It's been hit or miss, Boris. But the last two, three weeks of this build, I i am way in. I love where it's at. They peaked it. And let's see this match. It should be a really good main event. And it could, it could very easily be the only good thing on this NXT show.
1: Even then, you never know. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> oh, my God. Bryson Montana was in the ring for a match. He was beat up by Sangha, who chokeslammed him. Montana was supposed to wrestle Javier Burnell. Burnell runs away as soon as when he saw Vera and Sangha. Vera took the mic and said he will only face the Creed's when they are 100%. And it's clear that they are not 100%. Veer said that Indus sure declines the Creed's challenge, but they are waiting. Sanga added that they don't want to wait long. The Creed's walked out, had to be pulled back by referees and Ivy Nile.
2: Love the way they shot this. You come back from break, tight close-up on Bryson Montana. He's getting introduced and then you just see Sangha just rush in, just a, a huge blue suit just overtakes the entire screen, and he just absolutely stinger splashes the bejesus out of this man. And that was that was great. That was a great visual, and it definitely was an intention grabber coming out of the break. Like, oh my God, into shirts here.
1: Yeah, came came out of nowhere. Again, keeping the competitors out of the ring together, it seems to work. Hey. I haven't seen these guys wrestle a thousand times. I'm excited to see them wrestle. Crazy how that works, right?
2: Yeah, do you remember when Dolph Ziggler wrestled Kofi Kingston like
1: 100 times in 2011
2: or whatever Well, I yeah. hope we never see that again in, in WWE.
1: Agreed. Thea Hale super hyped a little too hyped sometimes getting a match with isla Dawn, duke hudson wasn't sure if that's a good idea but chase was happy for her chase slammed a locker room door when hudson said he was worried about chase after his loss so i think we're starting to kind of see duke hudson's motivation
2: i think duke hudson is neither heel nor baby face duke hudson is horny (laughs) Duke Hudson would like to fuck Thea Hale. That is my read. And Chase U is trying to run a goddamn school here, and Thea Hale's a student. Duke Hudson, predator, good guy, bad guy. I think I think we're I think we're finding out indeed. Uh predator and perhaps a bad guy This Duke Hudson. That's my read on it.
1: Tony D'Angelo is out. (laughs) (laughs) It's storyline, of course. (laughs) Tony D'Angelo is out uh with zion quinn already in the ring d'angelo runs the ropes takes down quid with a shoulder tackle uh question zion quinn he hits a couple punches a right hand Samoan drop was that literally the entire offense he got
2: I, i cannot think of anything else that he did yeah uh I think that's it. That about covers Zion Quinn. That about covers match. it.
1: All right. T'Angelo then gives Quinn a right hand and a spine buster, and he introduces a new finisher. No more Gabba Cruel. It is a pop-up slide slam or a superplex or something around along those lines, or as I'm going to call it. What am I going to call it, Matt? The so where's my fucking ZD driver,
2: Boris, yep. I believe it was. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, I think Matt Hardy did a move similar to this, the side effect two, where he lifts him up into a back suplex and kind of hits like a rock bottom-ish thing out of it. I don't love it as the finisher. I actually like his old finisher more, but eh, whatever, he's trying things out. Still a young wrestler, figuring it out. Tony D'Angelo has had less than 50 matches in his entire career. So the fact that he's this good at all is, uh, you know, a tip of the cap to Tony D great character. I'm glad to see him back. Yep. Having said all that, this was a bad wrestling match. It was short. It was WWF superstars. This was Ludwig Borger versus Nails. It was not that bad. That would be a fucking atrocious match, but it was bad. We're going to go one and a half Blue Comets out of five. I don't want to give it two because that's like a really strong effort. You know, they tried, but it's not one because that's atrocious. That's, that's, that's Ludwig Borger versus Nails territory. So we're going to split the difference. One and a half Blue Comets out of five for this one, buddy.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with you 100% there. Um, you know, you know, let the man try some stuff. If he uses Where's My Fucking ZD Driver and the Gabba Cruel, I'm happy. <laughs> if he interchanges them, cool. But we'll see. I, I'm a fan of the Gabba Cruel. He can do it on almost anyone. Uh, The Where's My Fucking ZD Driver can't do it on just everyone. Notice how many times I'm trying to work that name into it just so they that... Were- you're putting it out to the
2: universe boris and i love it it will stick one day so yeah uh, after the match a uh, very winded a tired i believe the kids refer to it as blown up in the biz boris tony d'angelo grabs the microphone and cuts a uh, wheezy promo What's funny is as
1: he's wheezing he asks Stax if he sees ring rust. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of ring rust. Are right? you rusty a little bit? <laughs> yeah, rust rusty like the nails I put through one dime.
2: <laughs> oh, a singular dime losing to uh, Darby at the start of the
1: worst rampage of all time. Uh featured by Jeff Jarrett. Uh Tony said during his physical therapy. Okay, this is an interesting line here. Tony said during his physical therapy, he developed new connections. To me,
2: that's a hint at someone else who is also injured, Ariana Grace. She's coming in, she's gonna join the family. It could be other people too, but that's that's a hint that he's joining up with someone else who is injured or has been injured, right? Yep.
1: Or has been. Like Jeff Jarrett. Maybe Jeff Jarrett will come back.
2: Yes, yes. Also uh yeah let's just yeah every promotion should be booked around jeff Jarrett, just like tna was in 2002 dope can't wait Uh, (laughs) no but i think maybe his connections were supposed to be this die jack character who showed up eventually but uh, i don't even i don't even know what die jack is doing i don't know his motivations other than he is mean he's justice hard justice (laughs) hard throbbing justice please go on (laughs)
1: Tony said he now has his sights set for the North American title. D'Angelo reiterated that Wesley took him out on purpose. Wesley made his entrance, welcomed Tony back. He said it's good that Lee is paying. uh, He's got the title. Lee said he's not here for that, but to keep an eye on future title contenders. Stacks tried to hype up D'Angelo, but Lee told D'Angelo to put Stacks on decaf. Lee said that D'Angelo has to wait until he takes care of Dijak. D'Angelo said that Lee needs to face him now and not later. Dijak appeared on the Tron, taunted D'Angelo and Lee. Dijak then told Lee to keep his name out of his mouth or else punishment uh, will happen for repeat offenses. (sighs) Some of these lines. Uh, Stax (laughs) taunted... There's more. Oh, God. (laughs) yeah I, I skipped that uh Stax taunted lee and shoved him lee ended up escaping to ringside uh, with a beautiful beautiful slide out the ring saying he's going to deal with die first and then d'angelo
2: so this was so yeah this was so cool by wesley he like drops to his back as he's being chased by d'angelo and Stax and does a backwards roll up through the bottom rope and out of the ring, you've seen Chavo Guerrero or Kofi Kingston enter the ring like this, doing a forward dive roll through the bottom rope. But Wesley did that in reverse to get out of the ring. It's like one of the craziest things I've ever seen. he's just like just because he's slick just because he's the best. So I love Tony D'Angelo's character. I would go as far to say I love Wesley's character. I know he's hit or miss for some, but I like the the modern day man, the guy who's not afraid to cry or be, uh, you know, himself, be emotional, but also is a good guy and just wants to do well. And uh, I absolutely fucking hate Donovan Dijak's Matrix bad guy character. I hate it. It's from uh, 30 years ago.
1: Yeah, I don't get this Dijak character. I really don't.
2: Yeah, I guess it's only been around for like three weeks, but yeah, I don't get it. It's just the
1: most generic wrestling bad guy you've ever seen in your life. But this isn't the worst part. It's coming in two segments because the next segment we see footage from last week uh, where Hank Walker confronted Charlie Dempsey for his uh, criticisms. Walker said he didn't get in the ring at a young age like Charlie. He said he does work hard and had a proud father as inspiration. Walker said he'd be happy to wrestle Dempsey. Dempsey said he's happy to show Walker that Walker doesn't belong.
2: Little tiny shout out. Oh, and maybe not a shout out more of an allusion to William Regal there in that promo talking about being in a ring at four years old. Good stuff.
1: Then it's time for scripts. He said his (laughs) usual (laughs) stuff. He talked about being judged growing up. He scribbled his name on a notepad. And then broke the pencil. That's Scripps. has gone cold. i
2: wonder why I got out of bed at all. Only rain clouds up my window. I can't see it all. I can go. I can go on doing the Elton John version of Stan, but we'll just we'll just end it here. You'll see what I'm going for. Very Eminem like promo from Scripts. One thing we can say. One positive we can talk about here uh big homie it looks like he got rid of the mask yes looks like he looks like we actually saw his face and he's not wearing the fucking worst mask in the history of professional wrestling looking like uh Halloween Max Moon Halloween
1: Max Moon I love that <laughs> All right Charlie Dempsey a person that Matt and I have seen since his first match in NXT UK absolutely loved all of his work in NXT UK. If you can, go back and watch some of his promos with Familia, Awesome stuff. We are huge Charlie Dempsey fans up in her.
2: He has a match that will be on our year-end list versus the current axiom charlie dempsey versus a kid heritage cup match that's going to be in the top like 50 75 at worst of the year absolutely incredible match on nxt uk this year uh before its demise but yeah charlie dempsey is great this wasn't a great match because he was against hank walker but this
1: was uh a great performance by charlie dempsey so here's here hear me out Hank he face hank walker all right okay oh we'll get through the match and then i'll give you what Future booking for Hank Walker. All right. Dempsey gave Walker a slap, and Walker came back with tackles and hip toss. They go back and forth. Dempsey puts Walker in a chicken wing. Drew Gulak shows up out of nowhere, walks out to ringside. Vic Joseph noted that Gulak is a SmackDown star. Walker got to his feet. Dempsey kept the chicken wing locked in. Booker said Dempsey was manipulating the joint like a police officer. I have so much to say about that comment. But I'm not going to say a thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I, the joint he meant, like, as a reference to, like, jail, I think, I don't know why I'm trying to defend him, I don't, I, yeah, that was just just so tone
1: deaf and stupid to say, ah, yeah. Walker escapes and hits Dempsey with a corner, a couple corner splashes. Walker went for a big boot, but Dempsey reversed it into a dragon screw. Dempsey then puts pressure on Walker's knee joint. Dempsey put Walker in a modified bow and arrow for the submission win. Your winner in four minutes, six seconds, Charlie Dempsey. Now, Matt, we've said this before, but for anyone who's new to Charlie Dempsey, we compare him to a Zack Sabre Jr., yeah, I think he's
2: he's a taller, uh, dare I say, better-looking Zack Sabre Jr. Not as good yet in the ring uh, in any way. But, man, he's got that Zack Sabre style. He's got that potential. And he, he's just vicious in there. Uh, Booker T comparing him to the greats of old, like a Lou Fez. He's not playing around. He's in there to to win matches, to twist you, to... to to hurt you he was explaining being a hooker charlie dempsey indeed a hooker for the ages here boris yeah yeah exactly and okay drew gulak what do you think is going on blackpool combat club wwe chapter gulak (laughs) regal prince regal charlie dempsey maybe throw in uh i don't know brian danielson in a couple months perhaps perhaps uh mjf (laughs) in 2024 who knows
1: (laughs) That's good. like yeah, that's that was the first thing that I thought was like like this is so random. Uh, sure, unless they're just prepping them for a match. Oh, that match would be amazing. Drew Gulak versus Charlie Dempsey. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be a, a technical clinic. It would be. Yep. All right, Hank Walker. Hear me out. I like Hank Walker, but I also like Josh Briggs a lot. Replace Hank Walker with josh briggs and the Intel express can be hank walker and uh, brooks jensen and then cut
2: briggs off on his own to be a single star yeah interesting concept the only problem with that is then you have the worst working tag team in professional wrestling today in hank walker god bless him and brooks jensen hank might be better than they can form a trios
1: with zion quinn they can form a stable (laughs) with von wagner for all i care uh ah, fair enough
2: man fair enough. No I I think I don't know. I like what Hank Walker's doing. I like his whole gimmick. Like he's picking up a little more and more every week. In 5 years he might be amazing at this. You know what Hank Walker is? He's like a guy who has A potential on a video game but he's starting at like 51 overall. And if you want to build him up in your franchise you got to put a lot of time in with this Hank Walker. I think that's both kayfabe and reality, what the situation is. So I, I kind of like that he's getting TV time. For the match itself, I still couldn't call it good. Damn, I love some Charlie Dempsey, though. I would say a good effort by him. We're going to go two bokas
1: out of five for this one, Boris. Great episode. All right, Black, the WWE's version of Blackpool Combat Club. V2, let's call it. Um, Dempsey and Gulak. Gulak is a downgrade from Danielson. But Dempsey is an upgrade from Yuta.
2: Oh, absolutely. Not even close. Yeah, Dempsey is already... I, I, I don't say, I don't know if it's fair to say he's better than Wheeler Yuta, Wheeler, but I would much prefer to see Charlie Dempsey cutting a promo or doing a match than I would Wheeler Yuta. Like, I'd way prefer to see Dempsey.
1: Honestly, at this point, I know that they're not going to use the name but I would love to see Dempsey and Gulak forming Catchpoint. Oh, interesting.
2: They could, either one of them could walk into Imperium. You said that before about Dempsey.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. As you can see, we're very obsessed with Charlie Dempsey on this show. Like, we are the, like, I don't know who we, like, if Charlie Dempsey were to ever fight um, Carino in a match, which could be (laughs) happening very soon... My True. mind would just explode.
2: Our two boys in the history of this podcast, probably the two young wrestlers that we've piped up the most have been Charlie Dempsey of NXT and Colby Carino of the independent scene and in NWA, who has been rumored
1: to be joining NXT very soon. Yep. Along with a couple other interesting names, which we'll talk about on BAM. You can catch BAM on the SNME Network or at BAMSportsEntertainment.com. See how I worked that in. Zoe Stark's Hype Package aired. Loving these, again, loving these video packages.
2: Yeah, Zoe Stark, she's a mean girl. She's a heel now. She done beat up her tag team partner
1: and don't give a shit no more. I like this a lot, too. Pretty deadly. We're dancing in the hallway. Wilson was dressed as Santa, while Prince was dressed as an elf.
2: This is where the show started to fall off a cliff for me a little bit. I think they kept the live crowd because a big main roster star showed up. But, I mean, when you're watching at home, you're like, oh, nice. Those guys are on SmackDown. When you're in a live crowd and you're not expecting – oh my god huge stars to come out it's it's a different thing and that that energy does carry the show to some extent but uh, pretty deadly man they're way better backstage than they are in front of a live crowd it's not their fault because they do like niche comedy that doesn't necessarily always land but oof this uh went way too long way too long
1: the hardest working reporter and all of professional wrestling mackenzie mitchell interviews grayson waller he gloats annoys mackenzie that's the gist.
2: Yes, and then the pretty deadly thing which I just gave my review of. So please tell us about it, boy.
1: All right, pretty deadly. Already in the ring. They're sitting on Regal's repurposed throne. This episode is all about William Regal, my friends. Um Kit Wilson and Elton Prince told a Christmas story about how good they were. Wilson talked about how they both have bulging sacks full of gifts. Ha ha ha. Bulging sacks full of gifts i'm joking (laughs) prince got off script yelling at americans for calling football soccer they continue to tell their christmas story which by the way matt did you know they wrote this story completely on their own and is 100 percent original
2: yes it's funny because it was a a terrible play on the uh, the old uh, night before Christmas poem, I did the only thing I laughed at was them breaking the the again terrible rhyming scheme to just scream at American fans for calling football soccer. That made me laugh. That was the only funny thing of this
1: in my opinion. They end the story in the best way humanly possible with a hug. New day come out. they make their entrance. Kofi said that he liked the story pretty deadly told. They then soaked in new day rock chants. Wood said the story he wants to hear is who Pretty Deadly will defend the titles against that deadline. Wood said Pretty Deadly beat everyone in NXT, but they haven't beaten the New Day. They challenged Pretty Deadly to an NXT tag title match. Pretty Deadly tried to cheap shot New Day, but New Day saw it coming. They tossed Prince into a tree, smashed the gift box on Wilson. New Day smashed big boxes on the heads of Pretty Deadly and gave them super kicks. And that was that. Also, Vic Joseph, (laughs) this is Vic Joseph. I have newfound respect for Vic Joseph if this wasn't planned. So he lets out a shucky ducky quack quack line and Booker got pissed. Yeah, Booker did
2: not have fun next to Vic Joseph on this night. They have negative chemistry right now. It's like making shows worse, not better. And yeah, Booker T was literally at that one point was like, I'm not here to have fun with you. This is a job. I'm here to work. Like, yeah. I'm not your buddy,
1: pal. I'm not your pal, friend. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, so yeah, New Day super kicking presents into Pretty Deadly's face was a bit of fun. I don't know. I'm not, like, mad at this segment. You know what I mean? It was like, like, ah, oh, this is wrestle crap. It was just, you know, a, a bit of silly fun on a pro wrestling show. But the comedy did not land with me on
1: this night. So here's the thing, and, and this is what scares me and makes me nervous about the um, uh, the way that people see Pretty Deadly. Pretty Deadly, again, an act in NXT UK that I absolutely loved. So good so funny. But, Matt, you know what made Pretty Deadly really good in NXT UK? What was that, Boris? Pre-taped cinematic promos.
2: Absolutely. NXT UK had awesome pre-taped cinematic promos. We always used to rave about them, and they really haven't brought that over from UK. They've brought a lot of talent, but they haven't brought the production staff that they had at BT
1: Studios. Yeah. And, then, and that's that makes me nervous because that's now... Pretty deadly. Are now 0 for two in live in person comedy sketch routine segments.
2: Yes, this may have worked for some people. I may mean, I, I? I'm seeing like mixed reviews in the few things I've seen about it. But yeah, it didn't land with me either. I too think they're 0 for two and think they're better in backstage promos. Yep.
1: All right. The hardest working reporter and all a professional wrestling, Mackenzie Mitchell caught up with a paranoid Javier Burnell. Mackenzie continued to berate Burnell, talking about how Burnell was scared. Burnell continued to make excuses while looking over his shoulder, thinking that Indus sure is coming. Burnell excused Mackenzie for being anti-big-body Javi. Mackenzie asked Ikman Jiro what he thinks of big-body Javi. Jiro called Javi a big-body chicken. Mackenzie Mitchell, literally making the career of big-body Javi.
2: Yeah, she is, like, dragging this guy, kicking and screaming to stardom. I, I think Javier Bernal should donate 50% of every paycheck to Mackenzie Mitchell.
1: Agreed. Agreed 100%. Like, yeah. <laughs> My guy Yeah, girl. just
2: like, uh, your girl doing yeoman's work, yep. climbing big
1: body up that hill. Yep. My other girl, Isla Don. So, I've come to realize something. <laughs> The crazier, the more attracted I am to them. (laughs) Ah, Boris,
2: we all have different levels of mental illness. It's fine, buddy. Isla Dawn (laughs) versus, speaking of crazy, Thea Hale's current character. (laughs) Yeah, there's, yeah, not a sane person to be found in this match. Isla Dawn versus Thea Hale. Again, this is, yeah, this was AEW dark. Uh, yeah. here, this is WWF, uh, action zone kind
1: of match, yeah, exactly. This is a very weird match, very quick match. Um, also, for some reason, ever since Thea Hale started this crazy character, I find myself attracted to her. <laughs> I think we need to uh, veer from this topic
2: as quickly and aggressively as possible,
1: as quickly and aggressively as Isla Dawn. Deliver two! I are the Hurricanes onto Thea Hale for the win in two minutes, fifty-one seconds. You see how I worked yeah, that in, buddy? You see? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll say we landed the plane on that one. Maybe a little bit
2: of turbulence down the stretch, but Boris, I uh, again, this it's, is pretty bad match. All things considered, it did not make me see want to see Isla Dawn versus Alba Fire anymore. So I'm going to go one singular fun house out of five for this one it is one fun house out of five bad match
1: yep because random smoke shows up as alba fire is celebrating the ring and where there's smoke there's fire alba fire shows up brawled with dawn very awkward looking brawl very awkward looking uh poison mist to a referee very awkward looking everything but um yeah don't talk bad about isla dawn to me
0: yeah,
2: no, I, I I would never dare. No, I like Isla Dawn. We liked her in NXT UK. the The first night on the job wasn't great, but I did like the red mist on the referee. That wasn't bad. He sold it like death. Uh, we're 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 progressing. It wasn't uh, wasn't that bad. It was uh, you know a flyout to the to the left fielder.
1: Yeah, Keanu James hype video package
2: aired. Yeah, she's a she's not a a business woman. She's a business woman. She's
1: not your boy toy. (laughs) Like (laughs) some of the lines on 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 the hype video. No, but like seriously, for uh, even us who watch NXT for the past two years, because we've had to, um, you always forget about some of these characters, right? So again, very good that they that they're doing these videos. They, it's pre-tape, so how bad can they be acting? Um, and, and they kind of tell you their spiel in a few sentences.
2: Boris, I'm not sure if you've ever uh, seen a pornographical film before, but uh, it's just the easiest, most obvious joke to make. My my roommate made it on a separate segment on this show, not even this one. He wasn't even watching it at this point, but just porn-grade acting from kiana james and her assistant at all times
1: i wasn't really paying attention was... <laughs> taking notes for the show and for slam wrestling where you can catch my nxt report at slam love it uh
2: next we saw live from disney plus uh lyra valkyria i believe you would pronounce her name she uh has defeated the predator and she is coming to nxt next week
1: Boris. Yep. Very good Gaelic. She speaks Gaelic very well. That's a, that's all I got. Valkyria or Valkyria? Valkyria. Valkyria. So I Lyra, got it right the first time. Valkyria. Liar. That's a mouthful. Yeah. What was her name in NXT UK? Uh
2: Afi Valkyrie. Afi
1: Valkyrie.
2: Afi Valkyrie somehow less of a mouthful. <laughs> than lyra valkyria they made it more
1: complicated that's not what you want to do mouthful speaking of mouthfuls brooks jensen and josh briggs versus idris (laughs) anolfi and malik blade
2: (laughs) so it's just move past that yet again just veer past it aggressively and as quickly a lot of names there was a lot of names to say what are you talking about i i don't i truly don't know nor do i seek that information (laughs)
1: Briggs hit Blade with a tackle. Briggs and Jensen hit Blade with their baseball slide punch. Keanu James' assistant shows up, slips something into Jensen's jacket, distracted the horny Jensen, and tags in, takes Jensen down with a lariat. Um, Booker said it's tough to focus when you have a bunch of hottie bisgotties running around at ringside. Booker T., the commentator, paid to commentate. Said hottie biscotties, yeah. And that at that
2: point, uh, Vic Joseph was trying to buddy up to him again, and Booker T would still have none of it while being flirty, trying to be funny. Booker T, he was still no. You're supposed to say yes and in improv with uh, some kind of comedy, bit. he was just, no, no, shut the fuck up. Stop talking to me, Vic
1: Joseph. No. Like, did Vic Joseph, like, drink Booker T's coffee? Like, did he eat his biscuit before they went live on the air? Like, there was tension between those two tonight.
2: I really think he might have gotten the wrong impression about that cop line and was, like, kind of pissed off about it. I honestly think that might be some of what was going on. Because after he said that, like, we took a sharp turn into Booker T. had no more time for Vic Joseph on this show. I do want to – you highlighted uh, the, the moment when they did the slidey punch, right? So yep. I just want to highlight this because <laughs> Brooks Jensen, every time you think he's improving, he has a sequence like this. Please. So he gets about – he gets about six inches of vertical on a leapfrog. <laughs> I swear to Christ, I promise you, I could leapfrog you today and it would look better. Right now, I could just run downstairs and leapfrog the next fucking person I see on Blore and it would look better than this leapfrog, I promise you. Gets a, gets a, an inch of vert on a leapfrog, falls down, stumbles, bounces off the middle rope like Rey Mysterio, comes back with like the fabulous moolah style hair grab head spike spikes Malik blade on the top of the the top of his head, just the crown of his fucking noggin slides out of the ring and hits the worst punch I've ever seen in my life. It was like, it was, it was uh, the craziest 20 seconds I've seen all year. It's like, oh my God, this guy, this guy might be the worst wrestler in
1: WWE. Von Wagner comes out, brawls with Odyssey Jones. Uh, the distraction allowed Briggs and Jansen to hit Enofi with their high-low combo for the win in 3 minutes, 24 seconds.
2: Do you know how bad you have to be to safely be worse than Bull Buchanan? He's, like, much worse than his dad, like, noticeably so.
1: Yes. Let's, let's, let's you- remember this. His father is technical wrestler perfectionist Bull Buchanan. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So, man, yet again, like another bad match on a show
2: that we still enjoyed because it had kind of a superstars feel. They told good stories. They kept the pace going. For some reason, I like this show. But I'm looking at it again. This is a pretty bad match. We're gonna go another one and a half white caps for this one, Boris. One and a half. It wasn't abysmal. That was pretty bad.
1: Yeah, this 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 episode of NXT is actually looking worse and worse as we go on. <laughs>
2: how that happens sometimes
1: last week we liked it more this week we're like oh yeah. that Indie first H- match really buoyed a lot of it
2: and of course the fishing segment i'm telling you that thing was a banger
1: yeah indy heartwell makes her entrance uh we get a repackaged video uh with sean michaels hyping up the iron survivor match Fallon Henley was shown warming up backstage. Briggs hyped up Henley while Briggs was distracted by VIP tickets in the envelope. Booker assumed that it was a ticket for a date. A ticket for a day. I guess it could be a ticket
2: to like, I don't know, like uh, Florida Panthers game.
1: Orlando Magic.
2: Yeah, probably not the Florida Panthers.
1: Andy Hartwell <laughs> versus Fallon Henley versus wendy chu for the final spot in the women's iron survivor challenge match at nxt deadline what you think of this match
2: pretty solid all things considered i thought this was a good wrestling match i thought a indy hartwell is looking better and better every week i i think some people aren't noticing it for some reason but she's looked a lot better over the last three weeks and I, I don't know. I, I, Wendy Chu, Booker T kept calling her out like, Wendy's showing me something this week, and I, I agreed with that. I this was a good match, and I think this should have been the actual main event of the show. They should have had the balls, I'll say, to main event their show with this instead of the shitty promo that ended it.
1: I'm shocked that the women didn't get the main event like I almost offended for these women because this match was so good. Um, You know, this really should have main evented would have been a great way to end the show. Uh, The three women going back and forth. We see toxic, toxic attraction backstage in the toxic lounge. Booker T asked how you get tickets for the toxic lounge. Vic Joseph said you can ask Wade Barrett. And I'm pretty sure he thought, my God, I wish Wade Barrett were here. My God. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah i'm sure booker t was thinking my god i wish i were anywhere else my god but i'm trying to entertain myself
1: yep hartwell rolls both women up hartwell really was the mvp in this match like she like she is She's okay Go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just, just going to say, it's funny that you say that, because I would say Wendy Chu was the MVP of this match, but the fact that they both stood out is
1: proof that this was actually a pretty good match. I thought we were going to go with, the fact that they both stood out showed that Fatlin Henley has a lot to work on.
2: <laughs> no. no, that's
1: Russia She's Fallon. better I mean, than she was... Brooks Jensen. Let's look let, like, let's...
2: Oh my god, absolutely, absolutely. So, I don't I don't want to shit too bad on Brooks Jensen, no. but they've been there for right. a year and he's 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 the worst wrestler on NXT right now.
1: Brooks Jensen versus Vaughn Wagner, match of the technical prowess. Vaughn, I would say is like much
2: better than Brooks oh, at this point. Brooks is on the level of like the Lash legends of the world who are no longer on TV. Brooks is the worst wrestler on regular TV in I WWE. forgot about her. Yeah, he yeah, right because injured. she's working no, I think she's working them house shows. I Hartwell think that's what kick- it is.
1: Indy Hartwell kicks out of Henley's roll-up. Chew hits Henley with a brain buster for a two-count. She then hits Henley with her splash. Hartwell tosses Chew to ringside and hits Henley with a basement forearm, or as Will Ospreay likes to call it, a hidden blade, Boris. Indy's been using that hidden blade as her
2: finish for the last couple of weeks, like we've been saying. Yes, she wins with the forearm smash to the back of the neck of Fallon Henley, and she will be going to the Women's Iron Survivor
1: Challenge. Calling it right now. Match of 2023, Hidden Blade versus V-Trigger. Mandy Rose versus Indy Hurtwell.
2: <laughs> oh, man, that's so that's so great. They should... Because uh, isn't NXT... Okay, NXT is on a Tuesday and, and Dynamite is going head to head with the Tokyo Dome on Wednesday, right? Yes. The Tuesday before the Tokyo Dome, they need to do Mandy versus Indy.
1: They have to. <laughs> v trigger versus Hidden Blade. I fucking love it. And Vic Joseph and Booker T need to say this is the best two finishers in all of wrestling with the best <laughs> two who do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Andy Hartwald wins in ten minutes fifteen seconds.
2: So yeah, a uh, good match, the second best on the show. So we we have a, a thing here we call, well, it's the Mendoza line. It's an average match. I think we're going to heretofore refer to it as the Jeff Jarrett line because he is the most average wrestler who has ever lived. He's not bad, but he's not good. Some people love him. Some people hate him. I have been completely indifferent to him my whole life until just now when he's uh, kind of been part and parcel of the reason why I dislike AEW lately. Anyway, Boris, so it's above the Jeff Jarrett line. It's got to be. I think it was a good match. Not much above the Jeff Jarrett line, mind you. So we're going to go three out of five. That's three knights in white satin armor out of five, Boris. Boris. For this one, sixty percent in Canada, but it's still a pass. You done well, ladies. Ain't they great? <laughs> oh, I love it, and I hate Jeff Jarrett.
1: You listening listening back to this these shows, sometimes you think that we practice some of these lines. <laughs> oh yeah, we're pretty fucking sick, you ask us. Anyway. <laughs> Andy Hartwell shows up to the toxic lounge to get in Mandy's face, taunting her um hartwell then talked about the clock ticking down on mandy's title reign
2: so this is where my roommate said well this is like i've seen this exact setup in uh, numerous porn videos so yeah man this is just a couple times on our
1: nxt show porn level acting we get here grayson waller was in the ring setting up the waller effect talk show Oh yeah. I'm, okay. Grayson, I'm honestly debating how we're gonna talk about this. Like, I
2: think we should just you just go just quickly go through it. Everyone had a chance to talk. I thought uh, JD did okay. Grayson was the best. Carmelo Hayes probably won the silver medal on this night uh, in this promo. And you know yeah, Axiom. Issue? I thought died a death. Axiom died to death.
1: They gave him way too many lines for a guy yeah. in a mask. He had way too many lines. Yes, he did. Way too many lines. Way too many lines. All right. Let's talk about this. And I'm still trying to find a way to to really properly talk about this because it, it just wasn't that good. All right. So Hayes cuts him off. Wallow, that is. Says there was a reason he was the first participant and given the vote of confidence from all the legends. Hayes said he never misses. McDonough cuts him off, brings up the fact that he lost the North American title twice, tells him that he's been protected since day one in WWE. I like that line, actually.
2: Yeah, that was was pretty nice, and it made you think. Like, yeah,
1: maybe he has to some extent. JD then says he can go through 25 minutes of hell because he has a bigger tank of gas than any other guy. Waller says he doesn't need 25 minutes. Hay says Waller's never gone 25 minutes before. Sex joke. Ha ha. Yeah, uh,
2: that's happening a lot. When I said nice, I meant like nice chirp. It was the opposite of nice. As you see, like, you know, we're getting dick jokes and all kinds of stuff here on this Grayson Waller effect.
1: Gacy then answers the question uh, and says when the stakes are high, people trample one another. Gacy continues using his pra- uh, saying his practices will allow him to see the field and act accordingly. Axiom says some nonsense. Hayes calls him a nerd. Everyone agrees. Axiom's the only face of the match. Waller puts up another question. What position would you like to enter in the match? Axiom says first or second. All the heels kind of laugh at him. Axiom says he wants J.D. to enter second because he hasn't forgotten that he sidelined him a few weeks ago. J.D. says he should be thanking him it was only weeks and not months and says that he'll put him in the hospital this time. Gacy then says he wants to be fourth because he will take advantage of everyone else being fatigued and put them in the penalty box. He says McDonough and Gacy have both shot their shots while Waller and Axiom are shooting at the logos since they are not at his level. Waller looks angry now. Hayes again says he never misses. Waller cuts him off, says that he's the favorite. Things finally got juicy after a lot of back and forth. JD headbutts Waller. Everyone starts to brawl with one another. Axiom takes out Hayes with a dive over the top rope, while Gacy and McDudda knock one another out of the ring. Waller takes everyone out with a beauty tope con hilo with the phone still in his hand. Everyone keeps fighting. Waller's at the stage reveling. On social media, as the refs and suits come out to break them up as the show comes to a close.
2: Yeah. So the only thing I will take from this into next week was that awesome flip dive over the top rope while holding his phone while going viral on social media. That was a really fun spot. I that was the only thing that I liked at all in this final thing. I I, I did have not have much time for this. You called it out. Bang on, buddy. They should have split this up into four individual pre-tape promos, sprinkled it throughout the show. And our main event should have been the women's match uh that would have been a a good way to close this show that i think that's the way that nxt should have gone and yeah this was a rough rough end to what wasn't a bad show although it didn't have many
1: good matches yeah overall okay look like realistically they did a good job of hyping up the pay-per-view the premium live event on saturday they really did even with the men i'm curious to see this match this match can go one of two ways it'll be fun Because you can get some very creative booking because of the rules, or it can be an absolute disaster that doesn't make sense logically whatsoever.
2: I think it's probably going to be both of those. It's going to be fun. There's going to be some, some weapons, uh, even though there are disqualifications, I'm sure someone's going to go through a table. I'm sure there's going to be some shenanigans that there are disqualifications for a reason. Someone's going to get hit with a chair and uh, someone else is going to spend some time in the penalty box. It'll be crazy to see how many clocks are all over the screen. You know what I mean? If there's three people in the box at a time, uh, I don't know. This is just going to be a lot of fun I in a, in a morbid way, morbidly curious, perhaps. But the show itself is good. We have the new day on the show. We got your girl Isla Dawn versus my girl Alba Fire and uh, our two Iron Survivor challenges. And even if all four of those things suck, I am quite confident that Braun Breaker versus Apollo Crews is going to kick ass. I think that's going to be a really strong match.
1: Yep. So let's quickly go through the card before you give your three stars for the show. And this will give you some time to uh, get your three stars ready in case you don't already have them. So the NXT deadline card this Saturday, December 10th, live on Peacock or the WWE Network outside of the USA, you have Alba Fire versus Isla Dawn in a grudge match.
2: Uh, It's got to be Isla Dawn. She's She's the newer character. I think she needs the win. Put her over. Alba Fire also needs a win it's it's uh you know it's a tough one but i feel like alba fire has nothing left to accomplish in nxt she didn't need to be there at all i don't even like her new gimmick she might need a new new gimmick when she goes to the main roster but in terms of in ring she's one of the best they have she uh, easily could be on raw or smackdown right now
1: just give her ring time that's all she needs stop giving her promos give her ring time exactly so i think she's going up soon and isla dawn will win this match i think this is going to be the match of the night and that's for the NXT tag team titles. Pretty Deadly versus The New Day.
2: Uh, my stance on Match of the Night is quite clear, but this has a chance to be pretty good. The New Day are great. I think obviously, obviously, uh, the Pretty Deadly is going to retain. It would be a big shock if NXT uh, New Day as their tag team champions, even for a week or two. I guess I could see them doing it, though.
1: Yeah, maybe. NXT title match, Braun Breaker, your champion versus Apollo Crews.
2: A little bit too early to get the belt off of Braun. I think Braun wins uh, what they're going to try to make a Stone Cold Classic. I'm expecting their version of Keith Lee versus Donovan Dijakovic. That style of match, like two big hosses throwing absolute caution to the wind.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. And the more time goes on, Mandy Rose or Braun Breaker, which one or both of them, go to the main roster with the nxt title neither neither Neither. they will both lose they should i agree they both should lose but we'll see women's title number one contenders iron survivor match zoe stark versus roxanne perez versus kiana james versus cora jade versus indy hartwell hmm
2: Think thinking Indy. It seems like they're really putting a point on Indy. I, I it would always I always think that you push the most talented wrestler just in a vacuum. And in this case, that is Roxanne Perez. I think. I think that's probably the consensus. I think Roxanne's the best wrestler in this match. I hope she wins. I could see Zoe winning. My actual pick for sure, Indy Hartwell. We're getting Indy
1: versus Mandy. We're getting the match. The Tokyo Dome, eat your heart out v trigger <laughs> i can't even make that joke anymore all right nxt title number one contenders iron survivor match carmelo hayes versus jd mcdonough versus grayson waller versus joe gacy versus axiom mellow mellow
2: mellow yeah. Mello wins the nxt world title mellow is the one who dethrones Braun breaker
1: yeah that's what i'm thinking too man as i'm reading these names what happened with Cameron Grimes? Like, if we still did our our, um, our uh, milk carton milk carton segment, it would be Cameron Grimes. Where is Cameron Grimes?
2: Well, he's getting called up to the main roster, I believe. I thought that was like the the verdict. Has he made a debut on the main roster? Nope. Well, maybe that's coming soon. Maybe it'll uh, maybe he'll be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble and go from there. He'll take Cody's spot. Oh God! Adrenaline in my soul. Trevor Lee has got to go. Uh, <laughs> let's do our uh, let's do our three stars here and wrap this thing up, Boris. Thank you very much to anyone who has stuck it out. So much of the tradition of uh, you know hockey night in Canada or any hockey program across this fine nation, we like to give our three stars, our Molson X, our Great Lakes Brewery three stars. Of the week on NXT Talk. So our third star, the bronze medalist of this episode, Andre Chase. Good showing from the professor of Chase University.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, he, I'm telling you, he he did great. The crowd just loves this guy. Just absolutely loves this guy. I don't know how this character is going to work on the main roster. I would honestly put him with Alpha Academy. Um, They can honestly do some hilarious stuff there but outside of that I just don't know how he can live outside of NXT. Well,
2: uh my counter to that is The Acclaimed. I think they could they w- there's a universe where Chase U could reach the heights that The Acclaimed are. Although I I Meltzer just said on his most recent radio show that The Acclaimed are the highest selling merch uh yeah. act right now in AEW. That's pretty crazy. Maybe they maybe Chase U can't get that high, but I think they could be a WWE version
1: of the acclaimed. Yeah, and then that is that is for sure true because they were talking about that at the uh, press conference uh, after whatever the last pay-per-view was.
2: Uh, full full, full beers, yeah. A yeah, W full beers. All right, so yeah, Andre Chase third star. The second star was Axiom, but I mean, uh, after that promo, so uh, God bless him. Sorry, a kid, and uh, knocked him off the list. So our number two star this week is going to be Braun Breaker, fisherman extraordinaire, and our number one star is Apollo Cruz. You can't really talk about one without the other, but I thought Apollo did an even better job than Braun in that promo because the story was really about Apollo. It was about apollo never fishing before but being confident no matter what he's doing and picking it up like that and being the only one who caught a fish on their trip braun breaker didn't catch a fish apollo Cruz did because everything he does he does well and he's coming for that title a baby face versus baby face build that i will remember for a long time and apollo and braun deserve the
1: the shout out they were the stars of this show yep there you go there you go well i like that ending to the match Braun breaker delivers a fisherman suplex onto apollo cruz boom full circle write it ship it we're good i love it fisherman
2: suplex indeed and then uh who should come out but michael mcgillicuddy himself to avenge his father the late great mr
1: perfect <laughs> that would be amazing let's book it Again, thank you so much for everyone who's listening. If, again, if this is the first time you're listening to NXT Talk, this is what we do. We like to have fun. We're watching the developmental show. We like to have fun. We like to shoot the shit. We like to uh, get a little silly and bonkers on this show. Um, but we, you know, it's, it's what we do here on SNME. We're all fans who just absolutely love talking about wrestling. And if you want to hear more of shows like this, go to patreon.com slash snme radio if you are a patron just remember best and worst of 2022 the ballot is out i sent a reminder yesterday if you are signing up to the patreon i'll be sending out a reminder again by before the weekend uh so sign up before then and uh, get your best and worst ballot of 2022 in because it's usually people's favorite shows of the year i know it's mine matt we did it we got a busy weekend coming up we have a busy week still to go through as we still have to talk all sports all wrestling on bam to show where we like to chat about everyone else including new japan including stardom impact and murders oh my we hell we'll even talk about how bad nwa is that week saw that cody deaner stabbed a man gonna say something he really got out of hand
2: there on Impact.
1: (laughs) <laughs> it really did it, it really did he made an impact for sure
2: yeah jeez yeah uh, and Eric young again another one coming back to NXT all the gangs coming back Chelsea
1: Green Matt Cardona back out Almighty Boris Casey Navarro could be coming Colby Carino could be coming William Regal might be coming back uh Kylie Ray might be coming back oh my God God, it's crazy times here on NXT and on NXT Talk on the Sunday Nights Main Event Network. He's Matt. I'm Boris. Till next time, stay tranquilo.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you have it. That podcast can be delivered to you each and every week right into your inbox along with all of our other podcasts from Sunday night's main event. We're not just on Sunday nights. We're on each and every day, and you can listen on demand. And along with our wrestling podcasts, we also add in a weekly 3-hour trivia show that I host on Terrestrial Radio across Canada, and we also add in Dan the Mouth Levransky. Well, he loves two things in life. One is wrestling, and the other is music. So we have Dr. Mouth's Rock and Roll Lunch Party for you each and every week as well. Because you know what, guys? There's more to life than wrestling. For all of these podcasts, sign up at patreon.com/snme radio. Only $1 a week. Hey, it's a pretty good deal. Patreon.com slash SNME radio. Don't you dare miss it.